Hello, future RTs. Welcome to BRIS RT Study Hall. The next few lessons are going to focus on oxygen indices. These deal with overall oxygenation status of a patient. We often look at oxygenation saturation or arterial O2 to give us an initial picture of this, but it doesn't necessarily tell us if the patient is hypoxic, nor does it take into account whether the patient is on oxygen therapy. Oxygen indices can tell us whether lung disease is present, how severe it is, and whether tissue hypoxia is present due to other reasons. These are mostly calculations, and so if you need to practice them, I recommend getting the Oxygen Therapy Study Package or the ABG course at www.myvresp.com. You'll find interactive modules, practice, and videos there. Let's start with 8A gradient. This takes a calculated alveolar O2 and then subtracts arterial O2. Alveolar O2 is one of the calculations most students struggle with to remember initially, but once you've practiced it, it will stick. Alveolar O2 is equal to the barometric pressure minus 47 times FiO2 in decimal form, then subtract PaCO2 and divide by 0.8 or multiply by 1.25. I personally use divide by 0.8 because it's less numbers that I'm plugging into my calculator. Use whichever feels more comfortable for you, or if your teacher has a preference, stick with that. You'll get the same answer whichever way you do it. The next thing to note about this equation is that some textbooks and or teachers will have you drop the 0.8 or 1.25 part if the FiO2 is greater than 60%. This is because as you move closer to 100% delivered oxygen, that 0.8 moves closer to 1. Again, follow this rule if your program teaches it this way. It doesn't change the value to such an extent that it matters for the MBRC exam or clinically. You ultimately want to choose whatever answer you get that's closest to your calculation. Read the base formula out multiple times a day. Say it out loud until you can easily rattle it off. The other thing that you may be asked to do is determine the FiO2 based on a nasal cannula liter flow. Remember your rule of four for that one. For example, a two liter per minute nasal cannula is 28%, or 0.28 in your equation. If it says the patient is on remer, that will be 21%, 0.21 in the equation. The things that affect alveolar O2 are going to be things within your equation. So barometric pressure, for example. If you go higher at elevation, barometric pressure goes down. As barometric pressure decreases, alveolar oxygenation decreases. FiO2 is 21%, no matter where in the world you are but the elevation you're at does affect the partial pressure of oxygen you are breathing. This is why supplemental oxygen is required when hiking at extremely high altitudes and why people living at those altitudes will develop chronic hyperventilation and polycythemia to compensate. Ventilation is another factor. Increased ventilation will increase alveolar oxygenation, while decreased ventilation will decrease alveolar oxygenation. This is an important concept to remember and we'll continue to build on it. Think of it this way. If you're not ventilating, you're not oxygenating. If I'm not getting oxygen to the alveoli, then I can't get it into my blood either. Oxygen will also affect ventilation. If you become hypoxemic, your body will speed up rate and or depth of breathing to increase alveolar oxygenation. Increased alveolar oxygenation means that more is available for diffusion. The final thing that will affect alveolar O2 is whether supplemental oxygen is given. Increasing FiO2 will obviously increase the amount of oxygen available in the alveoli. 
Now comes the application part. What we really want to know is, did the oxygen that was available in the alveoli make it to the arterial blood? That's P big A minus little a O2, or A to A gradient. Normally, alveolar O2 is about 100 millimeters of mercury, and arterial O2 is 80 to 100 millimeters of mercury. This is because with normal diffusion, what is available in our alveoli should make it into the pulmonary capillaries. A normal gradient is typically less than 20 millimeters of mercury. In a healthy young adult, it is 5 to 15 millimeters of mercury, and the difference will increase with age. Some programs teach how to determine the change based on age, and some don't. But it's age plus 10 divided by 4. So for someone who is 70, we'll add 10 to that to get 80, and then 80 divided by 4 is 20. Age will only have a very small effect on the expected gradient, but it is why arterial oxygenation decreases with age as well. LFIO2 will change the expected gradient a little more. To find the expected gradient, add 5 to 7 millimeters of mercury for every 10% increase in FiO2. Someone on 100% oxygen may have a normal gradient of up to about 55 millimeters of mercury. Still, relatively speaking, the difference is small compared to when there is lung disease. This can cause much higher differences. The bigger the number, the more significant the lung disease is. If a patient has an 8A difference under 300, you may see that referred to as BQ mismatch, and if 300 or greater, it will be called a shunt. Some programs will teach specific values, some won't. Just keep in mind that the greater the number, the more the severe the problem is. If a patient has a high 8A gradient, increasing oxygen further will have little effect. This is when additional therapy like PEEP or CPAP is needed. This is very important, so I'm going to say it again. When 8A gradient is high, this is referred to as a shunt, and you should not increase FiO2 further. Instead, you need to add PEEP or CPAP. That's end expiratory pressure that is going to help increase mean airway pressure. It will increase functional residual capacity, FRC, by recruiting alveoli and preventing derecruitment on exhalation. If your 8A gradient is normal, but PaO2 is low, then we know that the problem is coming from either having a low barometric pressure, sometimes referred to as low inspired oxygen, or hypoventilation. Hypoventilation is going to be the problem you see clinically most often, unless you are living and working at a high altitude. It is possible to have both hypoventilation and lung disease, but if 8A gradient is normal, this will give you some insight into how to best set the ventilator or BiPAP. When 8A is normal, but oxygen is low, this is because of hypoventilation only. Once you fix ventilation, oxygenation will return to normal. All levels of FiO2 and PEEP will not be needed in these cases. 8A ratio is another way to look at this. Not all programs teach this calculation, but if you do learn it, it is simply arterial oxygen divided by alveolar oxygen. This gives you the same information as 8A gradient, really just as a percentage instead of a difference. The answer will come out as a decimal, and then you just convert it to percentage. Normal is greater than 0.75 or 75%. A ratio of 75% means that 75% of the oxygen made it from the alveoli into the arterial circulation. The lower the percentage, the worse the lung disease. And finally, I'll mention PF here. This is also an alternative to 8A gradient. Your ABG results will likely have 8A gradients on for you, 
But if you don't have it and want to just quickly assess how effective your FiO2 was and how much lung disease may be present, this could be how you do it. It is often used as part of a severity gauge for ARDS. Just do arterial O2 divided by FiO2, again in decimal form. Someone with an arterial O2 of 100 on room air will have a PF ratio of 476. I found this by doing 100 divided by 0.21. For this assessment, a higher number is better. It's more to assess someone on oxygen though, and we're looking for the PF ratio to be greater than 400 to be normal. Let's say the patient is on 100% oxygen. Having an arterial O2 of 100 is within normal range, but their PF ratio is 100. That's bad. Less than 300 would signify mild ARDS or ALI, acute lung injury. Less than 200 is moderate ARDS. Less than 100 is severe. This patient has some serious shunting going on, and they require mechanical ventilation if they aren't on it already. Now let's test what you know. Question 1. What is the equation for alveolar O2? Alveolar O2 is equal to barometric pressure minus 47 times FiO2 minus CO2 divided by 0.8 or multiply by 1.25. Question 2. How do you find 8A gradient? Take your alveolar O2 and subtract your arterial O2. Question 3. What is the normal 8A gradient? Less than 20. Question 4. What can cause a low arterial O2 and a normal 8A gradient? Low inspired FiO2, which is caused by low barometric pressure, and hypoventilation. Hypoventilation is decreased ventilation. Question 5. What can cause a high 8A gradient? DQ mismatch and shunt. The higher the number, the worse the lung disease. Question six. If I have a high 8A gradient, will increasing FiO2 be helpful? No, you will need something like PEEP or CPAP. Question seven. If a patient is hyperventilating, how will this affect alveolar O2? Alveolar O2 will increase. It can be over 100 on room air when this occurs. Question number eight. A normal 8A ratio is greater than 75%. Question nine. A normal PF ratio is greater than 400. And question 10. PF is often used as part of an assessment for the severity of arts. What is the mild, moderate, and severe thresholds? Less than 300 is mild, less than 200 is moderate, and less than 100 is severe. That's it for this lesson. I'll cover arterial and venous content in the next episode. Remember, practicing these equations are key to understanding them and being able to do them easily. 
you can find lots of practice in either the Oxygen Therapy Package or the ABG Study Course at www.mybresp.com. That's www.mybresp.com. You can also find RT Study Hall on Facebook. Thanks for listening and happy studying.